Hello, ladies. Welcome to our Virtue Podcast. My name is Kenya Hall, and in this session, we're going to be talking about the power of a praying woman. It is my hope that you will walk away with a renewed awareness of how the power of prayer makes a difference. Before we begin, I wonder if any of you have a nephew or a niece, a best friend, neighbor, or parent that you thoroughly enjoy spending time with. While I'm a mom of five children, four are young adults and one has just entered the teenage years. I know what you girls are thinking. Wow, that's a lot of children. How in the world is she surviving? Well, at the end of this message, you will have one of the answers to that very question. Now, regarding my children, I accept any opportunity of time that they are able to spend with me. I love our late night talks, our bike rides, our lunch dates, movie nights, going to the pool, or simply hiking. It's great to hear what's going on in their lives, their highs and their lows, their opinions on things, their questions regarding life or current situations. I love listening to them and pouring into them and helping them to make wise choices. This doesn't happen as much as I like, but when it does, I can see their growth, maturity, wisdom, and discernment on their parts. Their trust in me deepens and our bond together grows that much stronger. I'm always there for them, but as they've gotten older, they seem to be so busy. They are either consumed with going to school because I have two that are in college, and then I have two that work full-time and are adulting. Therefore, they don't always seem to take the opportunity for sound counsel as they are navigating through this life. Well, do you know what that reminds me of? This reminds me of us. Us as a society, we're just too busy in our personal lives when our Heavenly Father so desires to fellowship with us and come alongside us to guide, provide, and protect us. He wants us to be able to navigate life on this earth from a heavenly perspective with discernment and wisdom. But we don't tap into the power that's been made accessible by Him through prayer. Did you know that most people don't know that prayer is relational communication with God? He is our Father, and we are His children. There is not one day that passes where He doesn't want to talk to us and build a deeper, richer relationship with us. So, let's talk about what is prayer, why is prayer important, how to pray, and what prayer is not. Simply put, prayer is communication with our Father, and when we pray, we activate the same power that's in heaven to take place right here on earth. Also, it's a time of praising Him, confessing our sins before Him, thanking Him, and asking Him to help us in times of trouble or need. We can talk to Him about any and all things. Without communication, relationships simply fall apart. Our relationship with God suffers when we do not communicate with Him. He is personal, cares for us, and wants to commune with us through prayer. Isaiah wrote, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grows tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah 40, 29-31 I love this. They will walk and not be faint. I can't help but think of Queen Esther. In the book of Esther, she was a young Jewish woman who was forced to act when one of the king's advisors, Naaman, began plotting to kill all Jews. She fasted and prayed along with her cousin Mordecai and her fellow believers that God would give her the strength to approach the king to plead for her people. 
God heard her prayers, and the king spared Esther and her people from genocide. She may not have seen it at the time, but God had placed her in a key position that would allow her to make an impact on behalf of her people in Persia at the time. Her prayer changed the outcome for the entire Jewish community. Ladies, do you have a Mordecai that will come alongside you to fast and pray against the Nemans attacking your family, your neighborhood, or your workplace? If you don't, please ask God to give you that praying partner that will fight on your behalf on their knees. Well, I can remember it like yesterday. About 14 years ago, my husband and I were going through a real valley in our marriage. He was working long hours and I was constantly on the go. I was running to piano practices, soccer practices, baseball practices. I was partially homeschooling my kids and I was doing the normal day-to-day activities of cooking, cleaning, and meeting the daily needs of everyone at home. Well, that took a toll on us. We were constantly not communicating well, and it often would turn into conflict. I simply couldn't believe where we were in our marriage. Things on the outside looked perfect, but our relationship as a couple, well, was simply falling apart. It's interesting how we can get so focused on our problems that we neglect to realize that Jesus is standing right there with us. He's there to give us a helping hand and reconcile our relationships, but I wasn't quick to pray about the situation. And this is just one reason why we need to pray. Because when we don't, it prolongs the problem. Isaiah 41.10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So, once again, why pray? It's a time of communion with our Father, and when we pray, it keeps us humble. It strengthens the bonds between believers. It succeeds where other means have failed, and it allows us to participate in God's work. Prayer is essential to the Christian life, and our Father commands us to pray. According to 1 Thessalonians 5, 15-17, it states, Rejoice always. Pray continuously. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Ladies, as we do these things, our intimacy with Him grows. As women, we should be praying warriors. We are called to pray for the salvation of our unsaved spouse, family, and friends, for the protection and strength of anyone going through a trial or illness, for those rocky relationships between co-workers, neighbors, siblings, and those who are being persecuted. We should pray in times of trouble, in our brokenness, where there is doubt, worry, fear, and confusion, for our prodigals, our future, our nation, and our church. The Apostle Paul tells us in Colossians 4, 2, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Then in Philippians 4, 6, he states, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Ladies, prayer strengthens us for battle. It gives glory to our God. It allows us to receive forgiveness. It intercedes on the behalf of ourselves and others. It activates His power here on earth, and God uses prayer to accomplish His will. Remember, Jesus prayed very early in the morning while it was still dark. Mark 1.35, and in Luke 5.16, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. So, if the Son of God prioritizes prayer, 
How much more should we? So your question is, but doesn't God already know what our needs are? Isn't he omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, all-powerful, all-present, and all-knowing? Yes. Yes, he is. Ladies, prayer is not just an informational session to inform him about what's going on in your life. He knows our needs before we ask or come to him, Matthew 6, 8. The question for us is, do we really desire to spend time with him? Or do we just want what he can do for us? You see, he already knows what we want to talk about. But what he wants to know is if we want to talk to him about it. So, how should we talk to him about it? Prayer is basically communication between you and our Heavenly Father. Remember, the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, and he gave them the Lord's Prayer as a model. According to Matthew 6, 9-13, he states, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. But remember, some prayers are as short as, Lord, help me. In addition, when we pray, we should pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Ephesians 6.18 Ladies, I encourage you to pray with humility, faith, authenticity, and with persistence. Remember, talk to Him about any and all things. Let your prayers be from a position of victory. I also urge you to pray His Word. He speaks to us through His Word. Jesus told His disciples in John 15, 7, and 8, If you abide in me and my word abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. And in Romans eleven thirty six, it states, For from Him and through Him and for Him are all things. To Him be glory forever. Amen. So as we pray, our prayers will align up to His will to bring Him glory, for He is sovereign. Now, contrary to how we should pray, let's talk about what prayer is not. In my paraphrase of Matthew 6, 5, 7, and 8, Jesus tells us that when we pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. And do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Amen? Amen. So, as I was saying earlier, my husband and I have been stuck in a rut for about nine months. So did I pray? Of course I did. I prayed 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8, ESV version. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Ultimately, I prayed that our Father would get us through this. And over time, He did get us through this. He changed our hearts and rekindled our love for one another. He strengthened our marriage and brought us closer to Him. And that prayer impacted our family. So how did it impact our family? Well, soon after that hiccup, I became pregnant with child number five. And I remember thinking, Lord, how could this have possibly happened? Well, that prayer of love, reconciliation, compassion happened in a major way. He definitely answered that prayer. Unfortunately, 
I lack the joy that often comes with pregnancy. You see, at the time, I was looking forward to my youngest starting kindergarten. I was going to get a three and a half hour break Monday through Friday. I would no longer have to get up at 5.30 in the morning and go on my five mile runs to exercise. See, I have been thinking about my youngest attending kindergarten for the past year. To top it off, ladies, a few months later, my husband's job had layoffs. I immediately started thinking about the cost of having a newborn, such as the diapers and the diaper genies and the sleepless nights. I started to think about the changing table and the formula and the sleepless nights. Then I was thinking about the clothes and the laundry. And oh, did I mention those sleepless nights? Therefore, I immediately prayed about the next set of events that were happening to us as a family. I was honest with my feelings with God, and I told him that I was too old, whatever that is. I was too tired, whatever that feels like, and that this was going to be a huge financial strain. But ultimately, I prayed that he would provide for our needs, give me peace about the pregnancy, and to forgive me for complaining and not walking by faith. After a few months of being unemployed, my husband got hired as a consultant from the same company that had layoffs, and he actually made more money. All of the financial needs were taken care of. And as far as sleep, well, if you have children, we all know that sleep is totally overrated, right? Now, God was faithfully working behind the scenes. There was so much more to this story, ladies, but in the end, and as a reminder to myself, we named our daughter Faith. God knew exactly what he was doing with this sweet girl, and she is a complete blessing to me, our family, and to all those who knows her. So when you are a praying woman, it changes things. Prayer changed my perspective, strengthened my faith, impacted my family, and it drew me closer to my Lord and Savior. There you go, ladies. Prayer. That's how I survived being a mom of five kiddos. Now, let's talk about Hannah in the book of 1 Samuel. Her prayer changed her situation. It drew her closer to the Lord, and it impacted all of Israel. She was a woman who desperately wanted a child but could not conceive. She was ridiculed and mocked by her husband's other wife, Peninnah, which only added to her pain and suffering. But in her suffering, Hannah turned to God. And in her deep anguish, she prayed to the Lord, wept bitterly, and made a vow, saying in 1 Samuel 1, 10 through 11 and 13, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. I love how she communicated with our Heavenly Father. It was real. It was from her heart and it was raw. Ladies, have you ever prayed a prayer out of desperation? Know that God hears our prayers. He answered her prayer, and she eventually gave birth to Samuel, who was one of the most influential leaders in Israel. There are so many women in the Bible where their power of prayer made a difference. Others like Deborah, Rahab, and Sarah, Naomi, Elizabeth, Mary, the mother of Jesus, Priscilla, and Lydia, and so many more. Prayer is powerful, and according to James 5.16 and Ephesians 6.17, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous woman avails much. And as we take the home of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, it empowers us to live for Him as we commune with Him. 
When a woman prays, she puts on the full armor of God and stands against the principalities of this world. Ephesians 6.12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Ladies, remember, prayer is not preparation for the battle. Prayer is the battle. In conclusion, as we pray, we engage in a loving fellowship with the creator of heaven and earth who has graciously invited us into a close covenant relationship with him through the person and work of Jesus Christ. God calls us to pray in every situation, Philippians 4, 6, without ceasing, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, and without giving up, Luke 18, 1. Your Heavenly Father wants to talk to you through his word and for you to talk to him through prayer. Therefore, ladies, I challenge you to take a stand and activate the power that's been made accessible through prayer. And let his word speak to you and help you to navigate through this life. There is power in prayer, and prayer changes everything. Now, will you please pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for desiring a personal relationship with us. You are our God, our Lord, and our King, forever loving, faithful, and true. We are so thankful that all things are filtered through your hands. Help us to remember the importance of prayer and build a personal relationship with you. And to not let our lives get so busy that we neglect that you're standing right there with us and that you desire to guide, provide, protect, and love us. Thank you for all of your gracefulness and mercy towards us. May we always pray in accordance to your will. In Jesus' name, amen.